Task Force Wolfhound consists of the entire 69th Infantry plus three other companies from New York State. Uh, includes uh, all of 69th, Alpha 2108, uh, Charlie 2108, and Alpha 2101. Together, Task Force Wolfhound secures five separate installations in three countries in the uh, Horn of Africa, uh, Djibouti, Somalia, and Kenya. We do this to allow conventional and special forces operations to maneuver. Uh, we strengthen strategic influence and we're prepared to respond to any crisis either here or anywhere on the continent. This deployment is an important part of our regiment's history as it's only the fourth time uh, that our colors have been overseas. Uh, previously was World War I, World War II, Iraq, and now this deployment here at the Horn of Africa. To me, what makes the 69th the most remarkable regiment in the United States military is its deep connection to faith and its deep devotion to preserving Americans' rights to practice their faith, no matter where they are and when they are. St. Patrick's Day means that we're going to hold on to our traditions and our faith, no matter what, and no matter where we are, and no matter what threat we may face. Again, St. Patrick's Day has been observed and celebrated in one form and another, no matter where we've been, whether it was, you know, in Virginia facing the secessionists or whether it was in France where Father Duffy held a mass in a bombed out cathedral that the regiment occupied, we will practice our faith and we will observe our heritage no matter where and when we may find ourselves. Lieutenant Colonel Sean Tabankin, Commander of the Fighting 69th. Just want to thank everybody at home for their continued support while our soldiers, NCOs, and officers of the Fighting 69th are deployed here to the Horn of Africa. And while you're celebrating St. Patrick's Day back in New York, we're going to do the best to do the same here in Djibouti, Kenya, and Somalia.
talking. Good morning and welcome to St. Patrick's Cathedral for the celebration of the Eucharist on St. Patrick's Day. Our celebrant is His Eminence Timothy Cardinal Dolan. All of the music can be found in the printed programs. Please stand and join in singing the entrance hymns. The first hymn is I Bind Unto Myself Today and the choir will sing verse two. singing Hail Glorious St. Patrick, which is also found in the program.
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Peace be with you. A happy St. Patrick's Day, folks. Fulcha, welcome to this magnificent cathedral dedicated to him. It's a, oh, it's a grand day for Ireland. It's a grand day for this archdiocese and this magnificent cathedral dedicated to glorious St. Patrick. A grand day for New York City, for America, and for the Irish diaspora worldwide. Made all the more grand by your very gracious company this morning, everybody. How welcome you are. Uh, I'd like to welcome in a special way Archbishop Elizondo Terran from Venezuela, Bishop Emile from, uh, from Bishop Guillaume from France, Bishop Brennan of Brooklyn, Bishop Barris, Rockville Center, our own bishops, John Bonici and Joseph Espaillat, John O'Hare and Bishop Whalen, Father Paul Hartman, the Associate General Secretary of our Bishops' Conference, and Monsignor Kieran Harrington, who's our preacher. He's the National Director of the, of the Mission Office here in the United States, and St. Patrick was a missionary. Our Grand Marshal folks, Kevin Conway, and his wife Dee and family, Michael Martin, the former Taoiseach of Ireland, and now the Deputy Prime Minister, our own Consul General of Ireland, Helen Nolan, our State Attorney General, our Mayor, our FDNY Commissioner and NYPD Commissioner, Hillary Byrne and Sean Lane, our parade organizers, the AOH, the Friendly Sons, the Knights of Columbus, led by their Supreme Knight, Patrick Kelly and Vanessa, his wife, our beloved men and women in uniform, especially our ever-loyal Fighting 69th, our own police officers and firefighters, and hundreds of thousands who unite with us on Catholic Faith Network and the Catholic Channel Sirius XM 129. Look how many brother priests, deacons, religious women, our seminarians, fellow Irish, one and all. No better way to commence this grand feast day than with the holy sacrifice of the Mass that we might offer it the more worthily we call to mind our sins and ask for the mercy that flows from the cross of Christ. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us all to life everlasting.
Let us pray. O God, who chose the Bishop St. Patrick to preach your glory to the peoples of Ireland, grant through his heavenly merits and intercession that those who glory in the name of Christian may never cease to proclaim your wondrous deeds to all. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings glad tidings, announcing peace, bearing good news, announcing salvation, and saying to Zion, your God is king. Hark, you sentinels raise a cry. Together they shout for joy. For they see directly before their eyes the Lord restoring Zion. Break out together in song, O ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord comforts his people. He redeems Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm in the sight of all nations. All the ends of the earth will behold the salvation of our God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Proclaim his marvelous deeds to
Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. Praise to you. According to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. While the crowd was pressing in on Jesus and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. He saw two boats there alongside the lake. The fishermen had disembarked and were washing their nets, getting into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon. He asked him to put out a short distance from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. After he had finished, finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Simon said in reply, Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing, but at your command, I will lower the nets. When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets were tearing. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come to help them. They came and filled both boats so that the boats were in danger of sinking. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For astonishment at the catch of fish they had made seized him and all those with him, and likewise James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners of Simon. Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. When they, let, when they brought their boats to the shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. May it please your eminence, Timothy Cardinal Dolan, Reverend Archbishops, Bishops, Fathers, religious men and women, honorable elected officials and civil servants, our Grand Marshal, 
Mr. Kevin Conway, worthy aides to the Grand Marshal, dear friends in Christ, brothers and sisters all. This past week, we celebrated the 10th anniversary of the election of Pope Francis. And shortly after his election, the Pope from the New World issued his first apostolic exhortation entitled Evangelii Gaudium, or the joy of the gospel. It would become what some have described as the blueprint of his papacy. And if you permit me, I propose that we consider today's feast and these readings in the light of this first teaching of Pope Francis. For as you all know, the Irish have been marching in the St. Patrick's Day Parade since before there was an archdiocese or before there was a cathedral named in his honor in this archdiocese. It was 1762 when Clement XIII was Pope. The Jesuit fathers were nearly on the verge of suppression and extinction all throughout Europe. Clement would be the one who came to their aid, but he would also be the one who began entering into a dialogue with our separated brethren, or as we know them, Protestants. Now, we Irish Catholics claim Patrick for our own, but as the Taoiseach would tell you, in Ireland, St. Patrick's Cathedral is in the hands of the Church of Ireland. The truth is, is Patrick doesn't belong to Catholics or Protestants. He was the great apostle to the Irish. And may I suggest that he is also an example par excellence of missionary discipleship. In the Gospel this morning, St. Luke recalls the call of the first disciples. Perhaps our takeaway from this passage might be the willingness of the disciples to take a risk of faith. What was the risk? The risk of faith was the risk of dropping the nets into the sea in the middle of the day. Because anyone who's a fisherman knows that you fish at night, not in the middle of a scorching sun. The disciples took the risk of faith, a risk that has been described by what a Danish Lutheran philosopher, Kierkegaard, describes as sort of a leap of faith. I don't know what is going to befall me, but I take the chance because the master has commanded me. The apostles lowered their nets. We too are called to make that risk of faith, to do something crazy for the Lord. Patrick took that risk of faith by returning to a country where he was enslaved. Not only returning to the country, but returning as a missionary to the country, to the people who had enslaved him, where he would have faced, most certainly, execution as a runaway slave. The risk of faith, I think, is also described very well by a man who lived in our city earlier in the last century, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, when he describes the cost of discipleship. Dietrich, as many of you may know, was a professor of theology at Union Theological Seminary, and he was safe from the ravages of the Second World War in his native Germany. But Dietrich understood that he couldn't be a Christian speaking about the gospel here while his own nation was enveloped in a conflict back home. So Dietrich leaves the security of New York City, returns to Germany, and in return received martyrdom. 
was killed, executed by, her, by Hitler shortly, after his, shortly before the regime fell. Discipleship is not easy, and I think that that's what Isaiah means when he says this beautiful, behold the beautiful feet of the one who preaches the gospel of the Lord. Having just returned from India visiting some of the missions, I can tell you that many of our missionaries wear sandals. They walk great distances to attend to their mission churches. I noticed their feet. They were not beautiful. They were, in many cases, deformed. What I think Isaiah is speaking about is the perseverance, the stick to of these who are missionaries despite opposition, persecution, and hardship. And perhaps we can consider that when we read about St. Patrick Klein Kropatrick, that that might in fact not simply be a true story, but also a metaphor for the hardships that he endured upon his return to Ireland, the persecution that he endured, the opposition that he endured. This is what it is to be a missionary disciple, to persevere in the light of the gospel. The elements of St. Patrick's life, it seemed to me, were what? First, he loved the Irish. He loved the Irish. This was not about a feeling. It was about a decision he made for the Irish, despite the fact that the Irish were not very likable. Some might say we're still not that likable. Consider what were the Irish. Druid pagans. It was a bloodlust. A people who had enslaved him. Suffering. And yet, Patrick made the decision to love those who are his captors. I think about uh, Patrick and his commitment, not simply in love, the decision he made for others, but his commitment to justice, because Patrick, who was a slave, rejected an eye for an eye and denounced the enslavement of other people by his own British people subsequent to his return to England. This, I think, also becomes important, that he understood that although an injustice was done to him, he would not inflict an injustice on other people. And we might think about the statue, Your Eminence, which you just blessed, of Josephine Bacata, a woman who only in the last century was enslaved in Sudan, from Sudan, taken uh, by Arab traders, a woman who was sold to an Italian and lived her life in slavery. And it was only until she was able to come into contact with the Kenosian sisters that she was able to understand her own dignity and be freed both from the sin of slavery and the fact of her own enslavement. And to be raised to the altars by Pope John Paul, a woman who is not a saint because she suffered you and I suffer, we all suffer. To be suffer is common to what it is to be human. The question for a Christian, for a disciple, is how I suffer. That is what makes me a saint. That is what made Josephine a saint. And that is what you and I are called to. To love, to justice, and in loving and in justice, what we can find is peace. peace 
not which is the absence of conflict. Patrick, when he returned to Ireland, returned to his Druid master. He engaged in dialogue with him about his belief in Christ. He took the risk of death at that moment because of his commitment to peace. Not an absence of conflict, but an understanding the dignity of the person who was before him. And in this way, brothers and sisters, what I think we can say about Patrick is despite the hardships of life, despite his six years tending sheep, despite the unfavorable climate in Ireland, he was joyful. He learned the joy that comes from faith despite the hardships of life. And we can see that joy in his breastplate. Christ be beside me. Christ be before me. This is a man who was deeply in love with the person whom he encountered and his life was transformed. And the reason why we are here, not as pagans, but as Christians, is because of the faith of that man. And now the question for you and me is, how is it that we live like Patrick? Pope Francis echoed in his document, The Joy of the Gospel, what the Second Vatican Council called the universal call to holiness, which means that it's not simply Cardinal Dolan or the bishops or the priests or the nuns who are here who are called to be holy, but you and I are called to be holy, which is set apart for the work of God. This being set apart for the work is not a feeling, but a series of decisions we make every day. A decision not to give up. A decision to allow our lives, whether as solar, soldiers or politicians, a businessman or a police officer, a doctor or a patient, a student or a teacher, that somehow my contact with Christ has changed me and changes the way in which I do business to the extent that I am changed by the encounter of the man Christ. To that extent, I am a disciple. To the extent in which I am able to share how my life has been transformed by the person of Christ, I am a missionary. Francis reminds us that all of us are called to be like Patrick, missionary disciples not 15 centuries in the past, but missionary disciples today. May God bless you. Monsignor Harrington, thank you. Monsignor is the National Director for the Missions here in the United States, and I asked him to preach. He's a priest of the Diocese of Brooklyn, Bishop Brennan, thanks. And uh, I asked him to preach because we often forget that Patrick was a missionary, an evangelist, an apostle. You did it well. Let us stand for our prayers of the faithful. Let us pray.
for the needs and intentions of our Holy Father, Pope Francis, our Archbishop Cardinal Timothy Dolan, and all who minister to the Church, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Guimus, gross, hear high nagus cord, and fought gar nashun agusum winter. Goro deru lufor egen, cogu agus dohar. Guimus a hierna, a hierna estling. That those who serve our church as pastors and teachers may lead us in our search for the wisdom of God. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That those who serve our church as pastors and teachers may lead us in our search for the wisdom of God. Let us pray to the Lord. Gwymish, our son, Nathishi na nation Golir, Gujokishidli Hille, Hanshihan Buen, Agus Salter, our Fod and Don. Gwymish, I Lord, hear our prayer. Gwymish, our son, Anam Nahan of Irin, a Jimmy Rowan, Gomor War, Maya Halti Domora, Agus. For our beloved dead, especially those of the fighting 69th, who have sacrificed their lives for world freedom, that they may find rest and peace in the mercy and kindness of God. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our hear prayer. prayer. We pray for the sick, especially Ellen Coglin, and those who are dear to us as family and friends. We pray to the Lord. And for the souls of the faithful departed, especially those who have been part of this celebration in the past, in particularly John Dunleavy, who so loyally led the parade for decades, we pray to the Lord. And we ask the powerful intercession of Mary, the mother of Jesus, the Queen of Ireland, St. Patrick, our patron, and St. Josephine Bahita, who along with Mother Cabrini, and St. John Baptist Scalabrini is the patroness of immigrants. We pray to the Lord. And we make our prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen.
Pray now that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, our Almighty Father. Look with favor, O Lord, we pray, on the offerings we set upon this altar, on this feast day of our patron Patrick, that bestowing upon us your pardon, our oblations may give honor to your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Heavenly Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For as on this feast of St. Patrick, our patron, you bid your church rejoice, so too you strengthen her by the example of his holy apostolic missionary life. You teach her by his words of preaching and you keep her safe in answer to his heavenly prayers. So with the company of the angels and saints, we now sing the hymn of your praise. It's without end we acclaim. of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, take this all of you and eat of it for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith.
celebrate this memorial of his death and resurrection. We offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be here in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, and Timothy, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. pray with confidence to the Father in the words our Savior gave us. grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other a sign of peace.
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed.
please join in singing Be Thou My Vision, which can be found in the program.
Let us pray. Renewed by these holy mysteries, we humbly pray, O Lord, that following the example of St. Patrick, we may strive to profess what he believed and to practice what he taught through Christ our Lord. Folks, thanks again for your company. What a grand way to begin our, our feast day. And um, Bishop David, he's our Coptic, our Coptic Orthodox Christian bishop here in New York. We're sure grateful for your company. Bishop Sweeney from Patterson, thanks for coming over. Bishop Massa, the rector of our magnificent seminary of St. Joseph in Yonkers, you and your seminarians, good to have you here. You notice... Um, the beautiful chasuble that I'm wearing and one of the chalices I used is in honor of John Dunleavy, whom we gratefully uh, remember at Mass today, and thanks to his family there. The other chalice I used I will cherish forever as a gift from the parade leadership. Sean Lane and Hillary Barron gave, gave it to me uh, the other night at the dinner in honor of my mother, whom we buried a year ago this very day. Thank you, Sean. And and you realize I bless the new statue of St. Josephine Bajita, who's, oh my Lord, what a life that is of, uh, of suffering a refugee, a, a victim of human trafficking, along with uh, Mother Cabrini, our own, and St. Uh, John Baptist Scalabrini. She's one of the patrons of immigrants and refugees. Father Enrique, thanks for this cathedral. Thank you for the good job you do here. What are, what are these plants here? They're, are they shamrocks? Okay. See, Mayor, I told you they weren't marijuana. He was all worried. I, so. You know, uh, and I, so you know, in the uh, old days, in those days of scandal and corruption, uh, Archbishop, the, usually an Archbishop passed the office down to his nephew. Now, I want to, so one of our servers today is Patrick Robert Dolan, the next Archbishop of New York. Congratulations. <laughs> you want to sit down here? <laughs> the Lord be with you. Through the intercession of Mary, the Queen of Ireland, St. Patrick, our patron, St. Bridget, his co-patron, St. Josephine Bahita, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Thanks be to God. All right.
please join in singing Faith of Our Fathers, which is found in the program.